You're listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast with your host, Jacob Faisig. podcast is brought to you by Paleo Works, locally owned meal prep kitchen with a passion for paleo. They want to make it easy for you to reach your nutritional goals and to stay on track. They offer heat and eat paleo meals, athlete recovery meals, and bulk macro items. Their meals feature 100% grass-fed beef and all-natural hormone and free-range chicken and pork. Pick up locations all over Middle Tennessee as well as some delivery options for a small fee. Paleo Works wants to make the nutrition the easiest part of your day. This podcast is also brought to you by NutriShop Franklin. Swing by NutriShop Franklin for free in-body scans, free samples, and unrivaled customer service. And when you do, tell them you heard about it from Jacob on the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. But hey, no worries. If you don't live in Franklin, you can check them out in Murfreesboro or Knoxville. Today's podcast is brought to you by Float Alchemy. Float Alchemy has modern, natural, and effective tools for fast recovery, more flexibility, and focus. We offer flotation therapy, cryotherapy, Normatech recovery, infrared saunas, and more in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. For Barbell Voodoo listeners, we're offering a one-time special price on our CrossFit Recovery Pack. Normally, that's $162. You get one 60-minute float, one whole-body cryo session, a 40-minute sweat in our infrared sauna, and 30 minutes of Normatec leg recovery system for only $100. Go to floatalchemy.com slash barbellvoodoo to purchase your CrossFit recovery pack and use the code VOODOO at checkout to get $62 off the regular price. They also have Kabucha Taproom. Try their painkiller. The Kabucha is packed with anti-inflammatories, including fermented ginger, turmeric, and willow bark, as well as hemp CBD. It is the perfect recovery drink to hydrate and heal from the inside. Today's podcast is also brought to you by the Hot Room Yoga Studio, located in Cool Springs on Seaborn Lane. So you're strong, but how well do you move? Yoga at the Hot Room will help you recover quicker from those tough workouts and increase your range of motion so you can do better in the gym, bringing you pain relief and stress relief. You don't have to be gummy to get started. The knowledgeable instructors provide clear and concise instruction for beginners and are committed to helping you get the most out of each yoga class. Visit the website, thehotroomtn.com, and claim your three classes for $20 intro special. Don't let aches and pains slow you down. Get started today. As always, thanks again for tuning into this podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, leave us a five-star review, leave us a comment, let us know you're out there and digging what we're doing. We are so thankful that you are listening and a part of what's going on here. As always, check out Barbell Voodoo Private Label. We'd love to be a part of anything you have going on. In the meantime, enjoy the podcast. Ready to rock and roll? Feel good? Okay. Hey, this is Rich Froning. You're listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Hi, 
All right, welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. This is number 55. I feel really professional that I can announce which number it is now on the recordings. It's look really good. Um, but I am sitting down and joined with uh, Christy Phipps. Is that right? Did I say that right? You did. Man, nailed it. And so she is a uh, one of the CrossFit coaches at CrossFit Cool Springs, and she has been CrossFitting for about five years. She is a, quote, everyday CrossFitter. That's what I am, Jacob. <laughs> everyday CrossFitter. <laughs> I love that. So we uh, have connected over the social medias, you know, um, and it's been fantastic. Um, and you sent me this amazing thing. She, she did something, um, that's a weight loss resume. Is that what it is? That is. It? It's a weight loss resume. It's incredible. Like it, it's your whole story, like in resume form. Right. And so you can kind of follow along and it, it, you know, it's, it's real brief in, in terms of hitting the highlights along the way, but it's incredible. And, and I don't, I don't, I don't remember who you said made you do that. But you, you can tell me that in a minute. But it, it's great because there's so many times, like, I don't know about anybody else that listens to this, but for for me to go backwards, um, I can remember chunks, and, and those chunks change. <laughs> and then I yes. forget other chunks. Yes. And so I, I need to be disciplined and probably do something like that. But it's it's really cool. Um, but your unique story, um, you reached out and talked about, I had a blog about, um, weight loss surgery and stuff and, and how it freaked the crap out of me. Yes. Um, and you were like, Hey, if you need anybody to, if you need somebody to talk to somebody who is thinking about that, I'm your girl. And I was like, this is fantastic. Okay. So, um, so from that point on, which was months ago, um, I was like, we got to have you on the podcast and, and talk about your experience. Um, not only, through weight loss surgery and then recently uh, having the skin removal surgery, right? Yes. Um, but also how you got to that point and why yeah. you, or why you got to the point or whatever you, you know, you kind of want to talk about with that. But um, so I'll uh, welcome to the show and I would love to hear your story. On, on Thanks. All those things. Thanks for having me. I'm a little <laughs> nervous. Um, like, I, like I said, when I came over, I, I'm just an everyday CrossFitter, so I'm not quite sure why anyone would be interested in my story particularly, but I'm glad to share it. Um, so the impetus for the resume was uh, actually when I decided to do weight loss surgery. Um, I did it through Vanderbilt, and part of the Vanderbilt process was that you filled out this application. And part of the application was a question, what weight loss methods have you tried before? And it was about four lines. Mm. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. I have been dieting my, in, not just my entire adult life, but back into my teens. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bella. Um, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the show, Bella, the super dog. <laughs> so I really struggled with what I was going to put on these four lines. And I'm like, it just isn't even, it doesn't even fit this format. So I when I started thinking about it, it was like, you know, it's really, I've done this my whole life, truly, mm-hmm. like a person who's had a job their yeah, whole life. Yeah. My job has been weight loss since I was an early teen. So uh, I put together the resume and, and went from there. That's why I did it. So. Yeah. So at what point did you start battling that? Like you started, uh, I don't know, changing the way you eat or whatever. How, how did it start for you as, as like a kid? Was that something um, that someone told you or something you just kind of like picked up on or what? I was a chunky kid, okay. right? So uh, I started when I was, I guess, 
really the first time I was, I would have been a freshman in high school. And my mom just said, we're going to tackle this because I had grown up primarily with my grandparents and I ate like grandparents would want to feed their kids. Yeah. Right. Are they so, Southern grandparents? They're Southern grandparents. Amen. Praise the Lord. Right. So I grew up on mm-hmm. everything my granny would feed me and my grandfather would feed me. And, yeah. um, I was a tubby kid. Yeah. So my mom said, we were going to get control of this. And I was, went on Weight Watchers at, uh, 14 Okay. So uh, I lost a considerable amount of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, I walked every day. I was on the track team in high school, but I was still, I've always been, you know, you, you see me, I'm like five, nine, I'm kind of broad shouldered. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of a, a larger person regardless. Uh, but, but I kind of got control over yeah. it for a while. And then it just, it started there. Um, I, I can go back into more I guess I should start at the beginning. So, uh, when I was your life didn't begin at age fourteen. My no, well, after that, <laughs> right? So when I put weight back on after oh, my okay. mother was killed in a plane crash. So oh, wow. when I was seventeen, uh, she was in in a plane crash, and you know I just kind of went into this depression for mm-hmm. probably eight or nine years and gained like a hundred, one hundred and fifty pounds. Mm-hmm. So from that point, I tried as evidenced by the resume. I tried literally everything yeah. on the market. Well, not literally, but almost everything on the market. Um, as far back as I can remember doing Stop the Insanity with Susan Powder, you know, the <laughs> low-fat thing. Yeah. Um, to- and I'm sure that probably totally screwed up my metabolism for the rest of my life, and I'm going to blame it all on her because yeah. we all now know that that is so completely opposite of what uh-huh. we should be doing. But I started with that. I had personal trainers. I did the cardio. I did 10 miles on the elliptical machine every mm-hmm. Saturday. Um, I, I did all of those things. Um, so, and how long was that between your mom's passing and then, like, what did you say, a year and a half? No, no. Um, I my, my mom died when I was 17, and I remember very little of my life between 17 and 26. Okay. I was, um, I just almost blacked out. I, I yeah. remember so little. Uh, but I know when I was 26, I kind of woke up from this haze and said, what has happened so to like me? So like nine years, you're sitting in a dark well of depression right. and sadness and right. just like trying Sleeping to figure out how to eating. do life all over again. I had two semesters at UT. Um, I am a, an alumni of the University of Tennessee, but uh, I had two semesters where I had full case lo- course loads mm-hmm. and 0.0 grade point averages because oh, wow. I couldn't get out of the bed. Sure. And, and if I got out of the bed, it was just to go get food. Yeah. So um, that's kind of how that went. Um, and then I, I, I woke up and I started doing the the Susan Powder thing and mm-hmm. going to the ballets, you know, uh, all globo gymmed out. Um, <laughs> so, so you, I mean, that was through college. That was, yeah. and then, then what'd you do after college? You go work in Nashville? Did you, I mean, like, what'd uh, you go I'm, after that? I'm actually, uh, I lived in Knoxville. So okay, I started at there. UT, um, in 1988. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I did not do four and be done. Okay. I, after those two semesters where I had the 0.0s, I dropped out of school. I was like, I should probably take some time off because this is a waste of my money. Yeah. So I took, actually took off three years uh, and just worked. Uh So I worked in Knoxville. Um, and then, um, I moved to another job and I ended up going back to school and I finished on a part-time basis. It took me about 11 years, I think, to finish school, but I, um, but with that huge break in the middle and, and then being a full-time, um, 
you know, career gal and, uh, and working at and going to school at the same time. Okay. So I did that. And then, you know, I'm, I'm in Knoxville. I was in Knoxville about 25 years. Okay. Uh, and then I had a midlife crisis and said, oh. I'm going to move to move somewhere. Uh, I, <laughs> you know, I'm single and I don't have any kids to keep me here. I'd mm-hmm. been in the same job for 19 years and lived oh, yeah. in the same condo for 19 years. And I, I moved the three hours west to Nashville, my big move. But yeah. uh, I was offered two jobs, one in Seattle and one in Nashville. So I came to Nashville. Yeah. It's a little safer. But that would um, have been a heck of a move. Yeah. Seattle. Right. Goodness gracious. Having lived in the South my entire life. So, yeah. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. That would have been crazy. And so you you just started bouncing around different different diets and yep. different things. Yep. Just some, would, would anything work or would something work and then... You'd try to ease off and then gain weight. And then, like, how? why did you keep switching? I, um, that is a great question. I, one thing that really worked for me, there was this book called Picture Perfect Weight Loss mm-hmm. uh, by Dr. Shapiro. And it worked really well for me. Uh, I lost about 50 pounds on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, it taught me how to make good choices. It was very vegetarian-centric. Okay. I'd never really delved into the world of vegetarian eats. So um, it was fun mm-hmm. and different. And I did it for quite a while. Um, and like I said, lost about 50 pounds. And I really, I think starting at that point, everything that I've done, like the way I eat now is based in these different things. Because I don't think any of them is particularly all good or all bad. They all have something to offer. And that one definitely taught me a lot. It taught me about making good food choices Mm -hmm. and that there are other things other than McDonald's that, you know, um, first time I'd ever eaten a veggie burger and, you know, all all kinds of things like that. And I was vegetarian for about two years. But I just, um, you know, I lost the 50 pounds and then... You know, life happens, and I start gaining a little more, and losing a little, and gaining mm-hmm. a little, and it just wasn't super sustainable for me yeah. any longer. I'll uh, tell you, those Morningstar black bean spicy burgers yeah, those are, the are good. bomb. They are. Those things <laughs> are. are so good. My wife and I were vegetarian for probably almost two years. Yeah. And I don't know that it was for like weight loss. I don't know. It just seemed right for a time. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just did it, and since we were both doing it, it was you know kind of easy. Right. And, and then we'd find like weird things like uh like here in Nashville there's there's a vegetarian restaurant or a vegan restaurant called something cow, like wild cow or something like that, over in, in East Nasty. Yeah. And uh we got I remember we ordered something, we were like, Oh, we could get like nachos or something I don't know, something to do with like a liquid kind of cheese. Mm-hmm. And we we're like, That's cool, let's go for that. It tasted like liquid sawdust. Oh. And all I remember was eating and going like, I feel like I have heartburn. And all I did was taste it. Like, I don't yeah. know what just happened. But so, yeah, it was funny because there'd be some like really amazing stuff. Yeah. And then it'd be like, okay, you tried too hard. And now well, I feel hurt a little bit. But <laughs> I made it a process. So my day job is I'm a project manager, right? Okay. So I like to have plans and I like to check yes. things off lists. And um, that whole time I was doing a lot of journaling. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot about not only, you know, my, my eating habits and what triggered me to eat other things and, 
uh, my moods when I would eat too much. I learned so much. This was probably oh, one yeah. of the best things I've ever done. But it, I learned so much about myself. So you're just naturally kind of introspective in I that am. way? Okay. I am. Yeah. And I, uh, you'll notice in my resume <laughs> that I have a whole section on like resources, like books I've yeah. read, uh, you know, uh, videos I've watched and stuff like that. I learned a lot from from reading. Um, so Dr. Shapiro's book had a section on how to, you know, do a really good food log about, you know, counting how how hungry you were when you ate, what you ate, who mm-hmm. you were with when you ate, uh, what oh. time of day it was, what would you, what was your mood. So, mm-hmm. you know, I learned a lot about, you know, I eat a lot when I'm tired, mm-hmm. you know, and now we kind of know all these things, right? Approximately never, 9 o'clock every single night. Yeah, never. on ice cream. You're, What's going on there? <laughs> you know, what do they say? Halt. Uh, never get too hungry, angry, um, Oh, lonely or tired, mm-hmm. and tired for me is the one. It's mm. when I'm tired, I will just stuff food in my face all yeah. day. Still do that. That's interesting. I like the friend thing, like who yeah, you're with. I'm with. Yeah, I have a, a lot of friends who are men, so I get yeah. around guys and I eat the way guys eat. And yeah. I'm a girl, so I can't do that. Well, and people are toxic, like <laughs> they are. especially in terms of of like eating, and they don't mean to be. Yeah. And and. Even when you're able to successfully navigate good choices and you have a food plan and you're sticking yeah. to it, you have so many people around you that become like jealous or uh, a little defensive. Yes. And so they have to comment yeah. because they haven't had the willpower or whatever to, to make yeah. that change and to do it. And they're a little jealous of that. So they, so they have to comment. And so many times I've heard people get thrown off so easily with that. Like I, there's this girl I used to work out with at my old box and literally years, all the people she worked with, I mean, Mm -hmm. everybody, not, not even like, and, and would just pick on her and be like, Oh, come on. Can't you just come to McDonald's and have lunch with us? It's not a big deal. Like get, they have salads there and like, you can get the apples. Have you eaten a McDonald's salad? Oh yeah. Really? So like, she's just like, no, I brought this. They're not going to sponsor this. Uh, I wouldn't take them anyways. I don't know. It depends on what the price was. No, I wouldn't take them. And uh, I don't know. So she was like, no, just no. And so years and years and years. Now, like over the last, uh, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe over the last year, she has had at least a handful of people she works with begin CrossFit mm. and start doing because of the results that they saw in her life, not just physically, but just yeah. the confidence and, and becoming more of who she is and being strong in that, you know, and right. it, it was just, it's a beautiful thing because she would come in with tears sometimes and just be like, I'm so tired of just even trying. Like right. people are just so mean. I don't want to go to work today. Like, and she's still worked at the same place the whole time. And, yeah. and be, her perseverance was, was unbelievable. But yeah, I, I mean, I just didn't think about, I would never have thought about writing down who I was with yeah. as I made those food choices. Yeah. Like over all the dietitians I've worked with and, and even like my nutrition coach, um, like I've never thought about asking like, well, who are you with when that decision happened? Like when you ended up eating yeah. a whole, uh, you know, a whole pizza or whatever, <laughs> like, <laughs> or drinking a pitcher of beer or whatever, whatever it is, you know, you go, oh well. There were definite themes with those guys, and yeah. I could go through and see what they were. That's incredible, and That's I would, an incredible nugget right there. I and I tried, um, you know, because like, like I said, I'd never delved into the world of vegetarianism. I kept a very good log. Uh, I made myself try a new vegetarian product every week oh, wow. and a new fruit or vegetable, something mm-hmm. I had never had every mm-hmm. week. 
and I logged that and yeah. I knew which brands were the best veggie burgers yep. and what, what what brands of veggie hot do- veggie hot dogs are disgusting by the way. I've never had a good know. one. I was fixing to they're ask disgusting. you what the good one was because no, I've disgusting. never had there is there is definite with the veggie world, good and bad. There is there, there's nothing that I found that was right in the middle when you're like, I could go either way. It's either yeah. like not ever right. doing that again or like I could do that again. Yeah. That's yep. great. Yep. It's weird. So I, I did all of that. Yeah. <laughs> I did uh at one time I did that juice thing. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That guy, that Australian guy who does the juice thing. Yeah. I made it ten days on a juice fast and then I went straight to Chick fil A. You know, mm. um it's just just cra- crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. I did um you know, in this whole time, I was, I, you know, I'm trying to do all the right things, right? I'm watching my food. I'm mm-hmm. watching, you know, I'm working out, uh, but just doing cardio, right? Going to the Globo gym. And then um, I even started going to see a therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had this awesome therapist. That's great, yeah. Um, and I did um, probably another seminal moment is when I started doing Overeaters Anonymous, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. reading uh, and doing the 12 steps for overeating, just like you would any other addiction, because I definitely have an addiction to food. I still have an addiction. I think it's more specifically to sugar, but mm-hmm. I definitely have an addiction. Yeah. So trying to deal with that addictive personality. Now, that is something people don't know about, by and large. And be- because of my involvement as well in the Nashville area in in that movement m- many years ago, um, it was a lifesaver. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's an incredible thing to learn because people make the side comments like, oh, I'm, I'm addicted to sugar. And, and people don't understand, like, no, no it's, you are. Right. Like, it's worse than cocaine. Yeah. Like, it, it, you, you're definitely 100% addicted. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're going to have withdrawals. You're going ha- to go through all these things. And, and you're going to have to reconcile why you're doing that to yourself and what you're trying to fill up because you feel empty in those areas. Like, right. And, and, and so it was... Uh, paramount to me in the beginning of my journey to to be a part of that group and work through uh, the emotional uh, addictions that I yeah. had, um, and and I was even doing counseling on top of that. Like it was all like this perfect storm of mess right. that like right. I got these you know these people around me. Um, the the group that I went to ended up just kind of not being a real healthy group. There was two of them that, that were in my area. At the time, one of them was really unhealthy, but there was another, just like AA meetings or NA meetings, right. there's some really, you know, not healthy ones, in the, but predominantly they're pretty good. Um, but the good ones were in Nashville, and I was too far away at yeah. the time, and so um, it was too much of a, of a drive, but I would occasionally make it, and I got a sponsor, and I did it. I mean, it was, all, it was beautiful. It, it was just a wonderful thing. And so, like, if you're someone who, I'll just put it out there, you know, if you're someone that needs... Um, a group around you and you're going, I'm alone in this world and I cannot stop eating sugar and I cannot keep feeding my face. Um, I need a group around me that can walk with me. Like that is the go-to yeah. and you can search them online. It's yeah, really absolutely. Easy. And if you don't want to go to a group, you can do an online group. Yeah. I did an yeah. online group because there wasn't, I don't think there was one anywhere near me. I, there mm-hmm. was in Knoxville at the time and uh, yeah. I did an online group and I had an online sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but just going through the 12 steps and everything was Amazing. And yeah. then I was able to take that back to my therapist and thought through various issues with him. And I think the thing that did it for me, it got me on page one mm-hmm. where it said uh, in the 12 steps book that the people who have an overeating personality, it's not for lack of willpower. And yeah. I'm like, 
Amen. Yeah. I have so Thank much. Food. I, I didn't eat office food. I called it office food for mm-hmm. a solid year. So I never ate, um, you know, I at the time worked in a call center and I would, uh, you know, they, there's always food around in a call center. All right. We'll take so, a break real fast for my family comes in the door and then we'll <laughs> come right back. All right, and we're back. The chaos of all the facing ladies rummaging through the house and getting <laughs> snacks and getting home is over. Back to the topic at hand. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll throw some commercials in there and sound yeah. like a real professional thing. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps a commercial for CrossFit Cool Springs. There you go. This segment brought to you by <laughs> CrossFit Cool Springs. <laughs> All right, so at, at the end, we kind of rushed, uh, rushed to ending there talking about um, how you found Overeater Anonymous yeah. OA, and you were doing an online group or a, or a over-the-phone group. Which one were you doing? Uh, online. Online. Yep. Um, there's also, like, cool phone ones, there too. There are, uh, yeah. I, tried, I did one of those one, one night um, when it was a bad night, and I was like, I need to go to a meeting. Um, but, but, yeah, they're, they're, it's an amazing organization, very little known about it. I only yeah. found out about it because of the – the counselor I was going to see, um, after a couple of times he goes, you ever heard of this? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, what is that? And he told me all about it. He's like, you should really check it out. It's, it's going to be right up your alley and what you're talking yeah. about and what you need. And, and, uh, and that's how it all began with me. I was just that. desperate for whatever I could find, you know, yeah. that, you know, you're doing the food, you're doing the, the exercise. You're like, well, you've got to get your mind right too. You keep hearing that and hearing that and hearing that. So I found my counselor, and then I did Overeaters mm-hmm. Anonymous, and you've got to be sleeping, so I'm making sure I'm sleeping, and, you know, just everything. I tried everything yeah, or I've, everything I thought. I'm still real bad at the sleep thing. I'm great at the sleep thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I sleep like a rock. I do, too. I just don't get the time that I should. I do, but that's uh, the lucky happenstance of being single and just having dogs and not children and (laughs) girls coming in and out and having to go to practices. And I go to the gym, I go home, I walk my dogs, I go to sleep. That's nice, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my girls go to sleep at 8.30. There's no reason I shouldn't. (laughs) I I just... I was trying to be nice, Jacob. By the time I finish, I'm just like... uh, giving uh, you the benefit uh, of the doubt. I don't know what's wrong with me. I just don't sleep like I should. But anyways, so, okay... So you're in Knoxville, Mm -hmm. you found this group, you've gotten a team set around you, and then how in the world did you transition to Nashville in a healthy way, or was it not healthy? It it was actually a very healthy way. Uh, So I was, um, I I went from the auto and and homeowners insurance business, so I was, for 19 years, I I supported a sales organization uh, with Travelers Insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, We had, I had five call centers all across the country and was traveling and stuff, and I just kind of had this midlife crisis that I wanted to do something different, I wanted to do something meaningful, and Mm -hmm. to me, that was in healthcare. Uh, So I actually moved to Nashville in 2013, and went for to work for a wellness company mm-hmm. uh, called Healthways. And oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was at Healthways. So extreme, like, so crazy, off-the-hook, health-conscious there. Mm. We mm-hmm. could take classes during the day. Like, if you were, you know, if you just needed to get up and stretch, you could go take a class, a, a yoga class. Oh, wow, um, yeah. At 10 a.m. or 11 or a I have a friend camp. that works in that building now, yeah. and he was even telling me about it. Um, being there and just the way that that building was made right. for Healthways and all of that. Yep. 
So I went into this environment where there were healthy snacks around all the time. There was a, when uh, I went through my interview process, there was a cafeteria and the HR guy explained it to me as kind of like the hot bar at Whole Foods, but subsidized. Mm. So it's not as expensive as going to Whole Foods every day. So we had all this healthy food and and exercise. And I I actually, while I was there, I, um, I, are you familiar with Dr. Dean Ornish? Mm -mm. Um, He... Uh, does this reversing heart disease program, but Whoa. the 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 Ornish program was part of it became part of the Healthways um, selection of products, and I went to um, Sausalito, California, and learned the program, and it oh, wow. is uh, very super low fat vegan. Mm-hmm. So I did that. Oh, that is the hardest thing I've ever done, but yeah. um, to be um, vegetarian and low fat was just yeah. How, how hungry do you all ever, the time? Yeah. So that one actually lasted about six weeks for me, and I was like, Gosh. "I am done with this." And then I made the leap to paleo. So I went from oh wow, I went actually yeah. from being I was vegetarian for two years, and then actually before I left um, Knoxville, I uh, did vegan. Uh, mm-hmm. I did the Joel Furman uh, uh, Eat to Live program, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is plant based. Yep not processed. So uh, another one of those seminal moments, I learned so much from that mm-hmm. um, and about just going to Whole Foods, yeah, yeah, like whole small W. It is super hard to go back once your eyes are it open. It really is. Like it in really terms is. of Whole Foods. Yeah. Just but, in general, not just you know, veggies. I, but I did a full year as a vegan, uh, you know, the whole uh, nu- nutritional flakes and everything. So um, did that for a year. I was doing that when I moved to, to Nashville Put me in that um, healthways environment, you know, where you were. I could dress like this in my leggings and sweatshirt to work every day because at really? any at any time I could get up and go for a walk. Or they had bikes in the parking garage that you could go uh, check out from the security guy and go for a ride around Cool Springs. That's you know, incredible. It was amazing. Um, so you know, I go from that, and then we did the um, the Sausalito thing with the, the Ornish program. And then uh, I started CrossFit, mm-hmm. uh, actually. So I moved to Nashville in June, and I started CrossFit in December of okay. 2013. Um, you know, and, and then Just I did trying to whole, beat that January rush. I, 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 no, I had, um, so my CrossFit story is, mm-hmm. I guess we're there, uh, it's kind of interesting. I had a friend, I have a very good friend from high school that I had met for dinner one night, and, you know, he was, you know, this CrossFit thing, I've been doing it. I know you, I know your personality. I'm a very all in, I'm a very gung ho. I am that personality that, that CrossFit type A, I want to get there and do it and do all of the things, you know? So, and I think that you asked me before why, you know, why I kept changing. Mm -hmm. I I would do things and I'm either all in or all out. Yeah. Right. So when I went paleo, I would do, I think my, my first year in CrossFit, I did six whole thirties. I mean, perfect Whole 30s. Whole 30s where you don't even like have gum. Every other month. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't even having gum. Yeah. You know, it, they were perfect. Everything was grass-fed. Everything mm-hmm. was perfectly Whole 30. But then I would get through my Whole 30, and I would look at the scale. And well, you should ask me about the scale later. I have very serious thoughts about the scale. But I would come okay. back, and I would have lost like half a pound. Or I would have lost two pounds. And I would get pissed off. Yeah. And I would go eat at McDonald's for two weeks. Yep. Like three Burn meals a day all. for two weeks. Yeah. 
And, you know, this, that cycle and, but I, I kept going to the gym, you know, mm-hmm. but I, my friend is like, I know you, I know you're going to love this CrossFit thing. And I just kind of put it in the back of my mind. That was, you know, that's probably, so I moved in June. That was probably like August. Mm-hmm. And then over Thanksgiving at home, it came back to me and I was like, gosh, should I do that? And I, you know, picked up my phone and I texted and I was like, I, I think I should probably lose a little weight first. And he, and he yeah. just said something that was so perfect, and you've probably heard it a million times, but it's you you don't get in shape to do CrossFit. You do CrossFit to get in shape. Yeah, yeah. And the logic of it was just so crystal clear that the minute I got back from my Thanksgiving break, mm-hmm. I before I drove home, I did drive-bys of all the local CrossFit gyms. Yep. Mm-hmm. I went through, at the time, it was like CrossFit in Middle Tennessee. I went to CrossFit Cool Springs. I mm-hmm. went to Talon. Mm-hmm. I went to all these places and just looked in the door. I didn't go right. in. No, because oh, no. I'm, no. I'm a 300-pound girl. I'm not yeah. going to walk into this CrossFit place. But I would look, and I saw, like I can remember at CrossFit Middle Tennessee, I remember seeing a lady who was pregnant working out. <laughs> and I was like, there, what is going on yeah. in this CrossFit? What is this? But uh, and then I went to work the next day, and you know I work with all these health coaches and nurses, and I'm like, hey, I want to do this CrossFit thing. What do you think about me doing that? And I actually found someone at work who was a CrossFit coach. Oh, and she sat down with me, and we talked about it, mm-hmm. and she's like, absolutely, you know, clearly, yeah. do it. So I was on the phone, and I picked a gym, and the next week, and off to town. So, and I've been doing it ever since. So were you always at CrossFit Cool Springs? No, uh, I actually started at Talon. Okay. Uh, I was at Talon for three years Mm -hmm. and then I moved to Cool Springs uh, two years ago. Great. Great. Yeah. So, yeah. That was around when they switched. It's kind of what they were doing. Yeah. 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 I, uh, so. They moved to OPEX and didn't do CrossFit, but did more personal training. It was actually before the OPEX thing. Um, so I, I was at Talon about three years and it just, um, it stopped speaking to me. I needed sure. something else. There are gyms and you, you, we both know, so you, you've yeah. changed gyms as well. The hardest thing I've ever done mm-hmm. probably in my entire life is the worst is switching gyms because mm-hmm. it just, it's your family, right? right? Every, and I was new to Nashville, mm-hmm. right? So when I moved to Nashville, I, I went to work and then I went to CrossFit mm-hmm. and CrossFit becomes your family. But for me, it became everything because yeah. I knew not a soul in Nashville. Mm-hmm. So it it was, it was everything, and it still is. I, those are still you know the best friends I have in town. So um, it one of the hardest things for me to do, but it just stopped speaking to me. Uh, Talon was very um, competitor mm-hmm. based, sure. right? And you have those gyms that are more about the competition, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, each gym has their own kind of DNA, right? To it, yeah. and the DNA at Cold Springs was very everyday CrossFit. It's the get off the couch, let's move, let's do this together. Mm-hmm. Not to say that we don't have good competitors, but there, there's no, I don't think there's anybody in in Cold Springs that would want or is even thinking about going to regionals, right? Mm-hmm. They might sure. do a local comp, but we don't have that, yeah. that, fi- we, that fire breather mentality. Yeah. It's much more about did you get up? Do you feel good? Are you mm-hmm. off the couch? Are we having fun together? And it's much more that kind of laid back thing. So, um, which takes me to actually the point where I made the decision to do the surgery. Mm-hmm. So as I was transitioning, I probably should have left uh, a little before, but um, it, it took me about a year to really get up the strength, the mental energy to to leave and go so you, and search. How long were you doing CrossFit before before switching and thinking about surgery? Like. How long were you doing that before those kind of yeah, thoughts so happened? I was at Talon for three years. 
Mm-hmm. Um, about the last couple of months I was there, well, I had started thinking about leaving probably six to nine months mm-hmm. out. Uh, about three months before I left, I, I had this this thing. I, I think it was just I had done the, the last Whole30 that I could possibly ever do, and mm-hmm. I was just so crushed. And I, that was my rock bottom moment. Mm-hmm. I just woke up one day and said, you know, if I don't do something, if something doesn't happen, I'm going to end up in a ditch with my wrist slit because I can't take it anymore. Mm. Like I have done this my entire life and I've probably screwed myself up because I have dieted my entire life. So I've screwed up my metabolism. You know, my brain is screwed. Everything is screwed up, but I have been struggling with this. Mm -hmm. And as a time I was 47 years old. So uh, and you've you know, yo-yoed the whole time. The whole time. And, and, you, you think about it. My first I mean, diet was when I was 14. Mm-hmm. And I was 47. And it wasn't like I wasn't trying. Right. You know, right. I had the willpower. I was doing the things. Mm-hmm. And just, I don't know if it would, you know, some of it's meta- uh, metabolism, some of it's my brain. The, I, am a, I am a food addict. I am a sugar addict. Um, and it just wasn't happening. Mm. So I just had this thing one day. Um, and said, you know, I, I, I can't do this any longer. And that day, this is going to sound really weird, but that day I, um, I happened to be staying at home and I had on the TV, I never watched Dr. Oz. I think he's mm-hmm. a kook, quite honestly. <laughs> but that day I had on the TV and I was, you know, kind of putzing around the house and mm-hmm. he had a segment on, um, on weight loss surgery. And, mm. he, and I heard him say in the background that weight loss surgery is one of the most underutilized surgeries in this country, that mm. it could help so many people. And to that point, I had been one of those people who looked down on surgery. I can do this. Yeah, I can yeah. do this on my own. I don't need surgery. As a matter of fact, the people who have surgery, they put the weight back on and they look awful. Like mm-hmm. that whole, when they redo your intestines and stuff, you don't get enough nutrients and you look yeah. drawn. And just everyone I'd met who had had the surgery looked terrible, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. But then I was like, I heard him say that and I was like, well, nothing else is working. Sure. Let's look into this. So you know, the whole, I read and I, mm-hmm. I do research, yeah. right? So I started reading books and there's, there was, um, a relatively new procedure, a gastric sleeve, a, it's, it's a vertical sleeve gas, gastrectomy, gastrectomy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, it's, people just call it the sleeve. So I did a whole bunch of research on it. So and what basically is that? It is, there's no rerouting of the intestine, like a traditional, like what you would think of in a gastric bypass. Yeah. So there's, there's no actual like, bypass. Right. There's no bypass. So in my mind, that meant I wasn't going to have this malabsorption thing. I was going to get all the sure. vitamins. But what they do is it's laparoscopic also. Mm-hmm. So you don't have big cuts in your gut. Um, but it's a laparoscopic surgery where they take out 85% of your stomach. Mm-hmm. They just cut it, pull it out one of the holes, and you're left with a little thing, a little sleeve that's about the size of a man's thumb. Mm-hmm. And that's the size of my stomach now. Okay. It's just... Super small. And how big are they usually? That's how big they are. No, I mean like a... Oh. It's like comparison to a thumb. No, some to like a baseball or a softball. Okay. You know, to down to a thumb. Gotcha. 85%. Um, I can show you a picture. Uh, well, just for, for yeah, people listening, yeah. you know, like, okay, I can look yeah. at my thumb and go, okay. But yeah, like... How much... How much... Your what fist, does that compare? Right? Like a fist, It's like maybe. from your yeah. fist to your, your thumb, right? So gotcha. you take off the rest of the hand and... Mm-hmm. That's what you're left with. So um, I did a bunch of research. I found a program at Vanderbilt 
I have a lot of respect for Vanderbilt, right? Honestly, I don't know that I would have done it anywhere else. No, uh, they're great. That just that they have the best reputation in the community, in the medical community. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did that. I went to a consultation there. Um, and from the time I made the decision to doing it, I did not look back. Um, it was a six-month program they had to go mm-hmm. to, like a med- uh, supervised medical weight loss through Vanderbilt. You know, just all the things. They, and that's before? Before okay. you can have it, you have to do a psychiatric test. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to... You have to pass those? You have to pass the psychiatric oh, test. Yeah. Okay. They want to make sure that you're not... Um, <laughs> that you're not going to hurt yourself. Oh, you know, okay. that you're... That, you know, while you might be a food addict, you're, you're not like doing drugs. You have to be... You can't be on nicotine. You actually have to have a fairly healthy lifestyle yeah. for them to to invest in your being part of the program. Gotcha. So um, I I just decided that, that that was all that was going to do. So what I did when I was – at that point, I was still at Talon, and I just felt that, that 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 was a good time for me to make a move somewhere new where they didn't necessarily know, know me. And I, I actually interviewed a bunch of gyms, and I, I sat down with James and mm-hmm. – it was just. It's like interview gyms. What do you mean? I, what do you I did. Mean? I, I sat down. I sat down. Like with, you didn't just go to a class. Like no, you, you I went phoned and talked. The owners. No, I went and I sat across the desk from yeah. owners and and said, "Talk to me about your your philosophy. How do you, you know? Because like you said, every gym has its mm-hmm. own DNA. I want to make sure that I'm a good fit. And with with um, how do cool people take I that? Was. Is that is that a normal thing? That I, I don't do? know. I did the same thing when I went to Talon. So huh. um, you know, I I talked to Tara on the phone mm-hmm. for probably you know an hour. Yeah, and it was a great fit at the time. Um, Interesting. Yeah. But then I I just wanted to transition to a, a smaller, a, a more intimate, not quite so stressful place. Mm-hmm. And so I I sat across from James, and he was not only open. I, and I it was really straightforward. Like I'm, I have been through all this, and I mm-hmm. am planning to have weight loss surgery. And it was like a test. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you make fun of me or look not, or if I feel like you're judging me, mm-hmm. I'm out the door. Yeah. But he wasn't. Mm-hmm. He was completely opposite. He was. Uh, he even shared with me stories of people he knew who had had it. And oh, that's cool. Uh, he was very. You know, whatever you need, mm-hmm. we will. I can modify the workouts. For you as you're recovering, you know yeah. whatever you need, and it was just so refreshing. That's cool, and it See, was I've, great. I've never been had a CrossFit experience at any box I've been to where they have been non welcoming. I guess you know, like there's different aspects or different focuses for yeah. a different box, hundred percent. Right. Um, but I've never had the experience. I've wondered. I wondered if people have. And like, I don't want anyone to think know? I'm saying that about talent because I'm not talent. I no, was a no, talent for three years. I love yeah. them. I love everything about them. It just, it was, but I their needed focus a different. Is different. It, it was different. Yeah. I have been to unwelcoming gyms. Really? Absolutely. What's that uh, like? Like, I, I, I seriously have never been to one. I've awful. been to all over the. I, um, I actually, the last drop in I did, I haven't done a drop in since I did this really horrible drop in in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, I can't. I was traveling on business (laughs) and it's a, it's a, no offense anybody from Iowa, by the way, it's a competitor's gym. I found out since, and they were just all kind of young and buff and they really, I could tell didn't want me there. (laughs) I was just like, okay, peace out y'all. And I've been afraid, almost afraid to do it since then. So I need to get back on the horse. I'm sure. Cause I'd had some wonderful drop-ins until that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah. I've, there I've are. Literally never had that experience. And, and I don't know if it's because I always seek recommendations. I, mm-hmm. I hardly ever go in blind. Yeah. Um, and so, but I did, for instance, when I was in Washington, D.C. a few weeks back, um, I did a bunch of research. I, yeah. I basically plotted out all the boxes around, mm-hmm. and then I started researching. I checked their social media mm-hmm. and see what's going on there. If, they're, if their pictures uh, reflect what I want to see, then, yeah. then that's great. And then I started looking at their programming, mm-hmm. their pastoral programming. Um, and then I started looking at what people are saying about them. You yeah. know, I started looking at uh, you know, their reviews and stuff. Um, and so the one I ended up going to was was stated as being the best box last year. Like it was, yeah. it was that that thing. Yeah. And um, and I looked at their their images and it looked like kind of like ordinary people, but like fit. And so like um, so I was like that seems like a like a decent place and and had a great experience there. Great. Um, but usually I ask for people people's recommendations. Um, but I've been a few places just kind of blind and gone. But I've never had anybody that yeah. that was just like oh, I don't man I don't know. Um, like I've had people that w- would doubt my ability not knowing me. Right. I've I've had that. Which you feel it, right? I get that. You know, like you know, are you comfortable with that? You know, that kind of thing. And they're just checking with me because you know, one, they're live and the, two, you the know, coaches that, I but, had at at that particular gym never spoke to me once they took my twenty dollars. I mean, they didn't speak really? to me at all during the class. They didn't say <sighs> goodbye when I was leaving. That's unacceptable. I. I, I, I and it's like the first place I've ever gone that I didn't even buy a T-shirt. I was just like, get me out of here. Yeah. You know, oh, it was horrible. Horrible. Oh, T-shirts. I've made the mistake of buy- pre-buying a T-shirt before showing <laughs> up. And then showing up and they had like all like larges and smalls. <laughs> and I was like, I paid extra yeah. for this. Yeah. I've had some friends that got free T-shirts from me. So that's from different boxes. To be I have some that. amazing experience <laughs> from boxes in Phoenix. Like I, I used Oh, which to, ones? Uh, I have a friend that I've met on social media. Infernal is my favorite. I love Inferno? Cro- CrossFit Infernal. Infernal. Yeah. Inferno, right. I think, is in California. It's CrossFit Infernal. Okay. Uh, I think they're in Gilbert. Oh, cool. Uh, but I love it there. Love it there. My buddy goes to uh, CrossFit Fury. They had one of, the, one of the... Uh, games or the regional uh, uh, shows there, like, yeah. you know, whatever they do. Yeah. They had one there not long ago. Um, but he and I have connected over the whole, you know, just trying to get fit by 40 mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. Um, but it's been neat. He joined CrossFit and started over the last few years, and he's been it, killing it out there. It, it's like that, that that first time you go into CrossFit when you're 300, you know, I was 307 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I you go into CrossFit that first time, it takes a lot of guts. Well, it also, when you're that size, even when you know the CrossFit, right? Yeah. It takes a lot to go into a strange gym. So scary. So, you know, and you go, these people are going to judge me. And maybe a lot of that is like self-reflection because mm-hmm. I judge other people and I try not to. But, you know, that that's one of my things with the weight loss surgery is I judged it for so long. Mm-hmm. And, and until it touched me. Mm-hmm. I I still judged it, and yeah. uh, you know. So my goal now is just to uh, eradicate the stigma of having the surgery. People do things in life for different reasons, mm-hmm. and until you know their the path they've taken, yeah. it's not up to you to judge them. Right? Uh, there's probably a very good reason they're doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I in and I wrote ab- about this on a blog, and I and I hope I didn't never sounded that I was judging at all oh, no. because. Um, I've, I've had quite a few friends that have done it, and they they don't do anything as far as uh, exercise or yeah. anything. But, you know, they and and so to me, it's just it's just frustrating to see. But but 
in all honesty, the whole thing scares the crap out of yeah. me. Yeah, well, like, it is. Like it's just like I don't, I don't know. Like I'm uncomfortable. Like even when you're talking about like the thing, like I feel like I could start sweating. Like you, you know, and I'm just like, well, I mean that that sounds great, but out, like I don't know. They're they I don't take know what's out 85 percent of your stomach through a hole in the side of your gut, and then. You know, it's it's a yeah. very difficult oh, lifestyle, right? Yeah. So I had to like part of me goes, "That's freaking amazing that they can do that." And then I'm on the I'm like stretched across, yeah. going, "I'm scared to death, and my stomach's hurting a little bit right now. I'm not sure why. That may be phantom pain." Um, well, it's it's been you know it's been a long time that they've been doing this type of surgery. So I, yeah. I think ten you know it's completely different than it was ten years ago. People don't or I know lots of people who do this because I'm very active in that Vanderbilt community. Yeah, sure. I ha- I'm actually part of. Uh, uh, a group meeting that meets mm-hmm. once a month, every month. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we have a social media page. Um, I'm actually going to be in the um, new marketing campaign for them. Oh, I had awesome. like a video yeah. shoot and they did hair and makeup. And oh, wow. uh, yeah, so it's super fun, but uh, very active in that. So I know lots of people who have the surgery. I've never heard anyone knock on wood coming through the program that we've lost, you know, mm-hmm. so, or have any, I mean, I had a post-operative DVT, so I'm not saying that everything, that is. What's uh, the, deep vein throm- thrombosis. So I had a blood clot okay. uh, after surgery. Oh. So, you know, you put that on top of trying to recuperate. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it, it's a very difficult thing. You have two weeks right after surgery, you know, some people have to two weeks before surgery go on an all liquid diet and then after two weeks, everybody has to do a liquid diet. And then for the wow. next two weeks, you are on a soft food. So you can't eat anything other than like cottage cheese and refried beans. Um, and then you start to incorporate foods. And all the foods you like, you know, a lot of the foods you like before, you don't like anymore. I My favorite food in the whole wide world was mac and cheese. I, I'm like, eh, whatever. I don't eat it. Your, yeah. your taste buds change. Uh-huh. Your, and it's uh, it takes a lot to get is back it, to where you can similar eat. similar to like when you stop sugar? Like no. your taste buds change. Did your you taste that? buds changed when I stopped sugar. Like things taste incredibly different. They and some do. Things, a lot of things you're. But this you know, is. Di- but they taste different. They taste more pure when you stop sugar, right? right? So you taste the sweetness of fruit. But this you, is just a complete. This change. is just a complete change. Like okay. you, a lot of people have. Um, and I had heard this, and I was like, "Oh, I hope that doesn't happen to me." Like after surgery, people. People don't like water anymore, so it's really hard to hydrate. That would be incredibly challenging. I was one of those people. I was so afraid it was going to happen, and it did happen. So what do you mean, like... I just couldn't... I mean, before I, you know, I drink water like a normal person, and after just, it's, I find it distasteful, and I had to add stuff to it or have have unsweetened tea or, uh-huh. you know, um, you know, stuff like that. And bef- kind of huh. like falling into bad habits I'd had from before, as far as like artificial sweeteners went. Yeah, sure. And uh, I think my post-operative food choices or kind of, again, back to that, I've learned different things about food at various points. Mm-hmm. And I knew that post-operative, I was going to do what Vanderbilt told me to do for a year. Mm-hmm. So I I went back on lots of artificial sweeteners, lots of low fat stuff, but then I had to clean that out, right? So in the last, so that's something that they recommended, like to to help transition or to help you get through when everything went awry. Well, you you kind of to transition, it is really difficult to get in enough hydration, and Mm -hmm. to do that on top of not being able to have an artificial sweetener would have been and not liking water anymore. Would have been very difficult. Sure. To I needed to be able to do things like drink um, premixed protein shakes, mm-hmm. which are junk. Right. Um, I would prefer to eat 
a steak and get my protein oh, that gosh, way. I love steak. So, um, so since, but since although I although there have, is some really good chike, uh, <laughs> makes some really good protein. <laughs> right. <laughs> And, and I do protein, uh, again, now, uh, you know, smoothies or and things like that, but more natural than it was right after surgery. Yeah. I just was really tired. And I lost, you know, I lost so much weight at first, and it was almost entirely lean muscle. Hmm. So I can remember my first day back at, at CrossFit, I, you know, it took about six weeks after surgery before I could go back, and I showed up. And Which, I, that amount of time for... Anything Anybody is disastrous, you right? Know, like, so six weeks. Yeah. Imagine how you you guys know uh-huh. how you feel after you haven't been at the gym for a week or two. Imagine yeah. six weeks. Now imagine on top of that having lost mostly lean muscle mass. Mm-hmm. I my first squat, I landed right on the floor. I, I my really? body, my legs could not support my body, uh-huh. and I just went flat on my butt. Wow. And you know, Haven was there at the time. Haven and I just sat there and laughed at me. <laughs> at least I had a good sense of humor, right? Uh-huh. I was like day one in the books, and all I did all day was just kind of land on my on my butt or on my face. <laughs> but I was trying. Mm-hmm. But I, I did that, and um, you know, then you just build back. And about a year out, I said, "Now I've got to clean up." So I did another. I did a whole. I just actually finished a whole sixty. Whoa. Great really? for my whole sixty. Yeah. So does the uh, the um, what's it called the tiger's blood? Does it last longer in the sixty? Like if you just keep it going, or do you um, just even out? Like what's the deal there? I um, I felt amazing, mm-hmm. um, and then I I had my skin removal surgery, and that kind of put me back on my butt again. You know, mm-hmm. for uh, I think it was. I kept going to the gym. That's one thing I did was much smarter this time as I, by that time I had kind of started coaching a little bit, helping Mm -hmm. new people. My primary job as coach at CrossFit uh, Cool Springs is to, um, I'm kind of CrossFit mom. Mm -hmm. I make sure all the new people, after they come out of foundations, we just don't throw them into a class and be done with them. I'm like their accountability partner. I make sure they know what they're doing and then they've chosen a class to come to. And I try to go to that first class with them and, and work through with them and introduce them to people and make them part of the community. So that's most, that's mostly what I do. So I did that the entire time. Uh, after my skin removal surgery, I had my arms done. Um, and, you know, just being in the gym and having kept that was a big help. I wasn't able to work out again for about two months. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So going back. But, you, you, but the point, uh, sorry, yeah. the point of that was that my food choices after that surgery have not been good. And I'm just now trying to get oh, them gotcha. cleaned up again. So I did, I had this incredible 60 days of awesome. And then I had like the surgery and I was tired and, and I wasn't working out. And uh-huh. I went to the the peanut M&Ms in the kitchen at work, you know, mm-hmm. that they keep stocked, by the way. Peanut M&Ms in a big jar. Oh, yeah. Oh, terrible. But, um, you know, oh, and so I'm still trying to, to get that. And it's all the time I'm going to my 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 weight loss uh, support group and talking with them about you can, as a person who's had surgery, put the weight back on, right? Mm-hmm. And the way you do that is by grazing, so I can't eat a lot at one time, even now. I can't eat yeah. a lot at one time, but I can eat all day. And that adds up to the yep. same as if I were having big meals. So I have to be very cognizant of eating at meal times and not eating junk like peanut M&M's. Yeah. So, um, so do you track? Do I, I don't. A lot of people do, but okay. I've tracked so much 
in my life that yeah. I feel like I have a good okay. like, a good handle on, sure. and I know where I'm making mistakes. I will occasionally if I think, and I did when I was doing this uh, this my my peanut M M&M, and um, you know, badness, and even the people in my support group. Or they're like text me and go, "Have you had any peanut M and M's today?" <laughs> I'm like, "How did you know?" I'm sitting down right now eating peanut M. Yeah. It's like inevitable that they know exactly what I'm doing. It, but um, are you watching? Yeah, me? <laughs> <laughs> you have a camera. Yeah, we, but I have this uh, lady that comes and works out here at at my house, and uh, the other day I passed her on the road, and so I called her because I passed her, and and I waved, and she didn't see me, and uh, she answered, she goes can you see me right now? And I was like, no, I just passed by you. Like, I was, I was leaving Kroger's. You were driving down the road. She's like, oh, so you can't see me right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> no. She's like, I just pulled into McDonald's. Oh, wow. I feel like, I feel like you're watching me. <laughs> and I was like, well, now I am. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I've gotten rid of. I haven't been, I had a terrible, terrible fast food hmm. addiction. Uh, and I haven't picked that back up. Yeah. Uh, I've probably, in the last two years, been to McDonald's half a dozen times, maybe. Yeah. Just like in a pinch when I was driving somewhere and had to stop somewhere. And I would go through and get like a, a burger and not eat the bun or something mm-hmm. like that. But I, I haven't picked that one back up. But I do still have this issue with sugar. Yeah. And it is killing me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely killing me. So, okay. Can we can we go back just, just for a second? I think I have questions. A lot of <laughs> questions. Um, maybe not a lot. Um, so you had the, uh, gastric sleeve. Correct. You then followed, uh, Vandy's instructions for a year. And within that year, you, you were saying you lost some lean, uh, muscle mass, mm-hmm. but did you lose a lot of, like a lot of the fat too? Oh, like, yeah. like what, what happened in yeah. that first year? In that first year, I, I lost a lot of lean muscle mass. So when I come, the point of that was just coming back to CrossFit was very difficult. Right. Um, not only, you know, falling on your butt, but, uh, you know, having that six months out and, you know, mass moves mass. Mm, so sure. all my numbers are low and I got really depressed because mm-hmm. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't deadlift 250 pounds anymore. I still haven't worked back up to that, yeah. you know, so, um, but like what, but like what was weight loss like, it, like if in that first year, did, does it spike? Does it like start real high? Does it taper out? Like what, what, what It goes happens? up and down, right? It, okay. it, it's almost like stages. Like you'll lose a bunch of weight mm-hmm. and then it'll level out. Like your body gets like real comfortable in yeah, a place and you just got to keep doing, mm-hmm. you just keep doing what you're doing and doing what you're doing. And eventually you'll have another one of those big, like bumps down again okay. and then it levels off and you'll plateau, but you just keep doing what you're doing. So, um, uh, I would have these large, like I would, I would lose 20 pounds at a time mm-hmm. and then I would be stuck for a month and then I would lose another 20 pounds and then it got down to where I was losing 10 pounds huh. and yeah. then getting stuck. And, um, like I made myself get down to, um, at least my goal before I would do skin removal surgery, mm-hmm. because you don't want to do that too soon, uh, was to be at 180. Okay. Uh, and that, that's kind of my goal. This, I mean, 180 sounds like a lot, but I am, like I've said before, I'm, I'm 5'9". I've got mm-hmm. very broad shoulders. I, uh, What's like 135 pounds? Right, right. That's so um, I think in the first year, I lost about 80, probably mm-hmm. 80, 90 pounds of that. And okay. in the second year, cleaned up my diet. I think I eat a lot better foods now, mm-hmm. um, you know, crossfitting continuously. And uh, yeah, lost over 120 pounds. I'm a big, big 
um, I don't want to say I'm a big advocate for throwing away your scale, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Scale is the devil, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, it's just so depressing. Right, to get on a scale, even if you just do it once a week. What if you pick the one day that week? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Right? I've had this thought so many times. Well, that, that's that's <laughs> yes. what happens. You pick that one day where maybe you had something that had some extra salt yesterday or mm-hmm. you had a great workout, right? And yeah. when you work out, your muscles get all torn up and inflamed mm-hmm. and you weigh more. Uh, so, um, I think you, you that, don't walk that's around the case, I work out too hard every day. Right. That's what I, and you don't walk around the world with uh, your weight, like a number plastered mm-hmm. on your forehead. As long as I feel good and yeah. I look good, I'm happy with that. I do weigh. And I actually, one of the, again, books that I read was called the diet trap solution. Mm. And it is, um, by a behavior therapist. Uh, it's a cognitive behavior therapy book. Um, hmm. Judith Beck, and it actually promotes weighing yourself every day. Wow. Which seems very counterintuitive, but I did it. Mm-hmm. And you become numb to the number. Really? It doesn't matter anymore. And you see those natural fluctuations, mm-hmm. and you know, oh, look, it's up today. Oh, oh, but tomorrow, I bet it'll be way back down. And it is. Mm-hmm. So it just, it just doesn't matter. Yeah, you yeah. can see how your body ebbs and flows. Right. And you become okay with it. Yeah. Right. And, and for me, it was that, you know, I would lose the 20 pounds. I would plateau. And I'm like, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing mm-hmm. what you're doing. It'll go down. Your, your body just gets used to things. Yeah. And it has to know that it's not starving. And you keep going. And then it'll drop again. So yeah. that's what I've done. Yeah, my nutrition guy is all about not the number of what you weigh, mm-hmm. but about your percentage of body fat. Like, yeah. And so like, if we're going to worry yeah. about a number, let's, let's concentrate on that number. And if that one's going like, you know, like through the roof, like we're off course. Yep. <laughs> you know? So I just had my two year, uh, check in at Vanderbilt last week because mm-hmm. it, my two year surge anniversary. that's what we call it. My surge anniversary. two year surge anniversary was on the seventh. So last okay. Wednesday, uh, and I went from, um, my BMI went from 44 to 29. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have a 29 BMI now, and I'm 26% body fat, which is, you know, still high, but it's actually, it, it's not, no, I'm no longer in the obese category, so that makes me super happy. Yeah. And it's so much better than it was, and I still, you know, I, I, I still have, have some fat, but I'm also pushing 50, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of fine with where I am. I yeah. might do another skin removal because I, ha- I have a lot of... Um, Skin around my stomach, so I might have that taken care of. But have that taken care of, I'm perfectly fine yeah. with where I am everywhere else. So that's great. You know, I, I, you know, that's one of the things that I. One of the reasons I really wanted to coach um, is, you know, to to make CrossFit more accessible. Yes. To people, right? Yeah. To people who need it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if you, you know, if you're working on your first muscle up or linking muscle, that's great. Mm-hmm. But what about the people who just can't even do a squat. You know, I want to be there for that person Mm -hmm. because I was that person. I could not squat when I walked in the door at town. I was over 300 pounds. I had um, chondromalacia on my knees. So that's where you have absolutely no um, cartilage between my uh, kneecap and my femur. I'm Mm -hmm. bone on bone. And, you know, you've got orthopedic surgeon telling you not to squat below 90 degrees. And I'm like, that doesn't really work for CrossFit. <laughs> you know, but then you, I'm not getting no rep for you. <laughs> no. 
So that that didn't work. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and then you learn that the more you squat below 90 degrees, the easier it becomes because all the muscles around your knees start supporting it better mm-hmm. and you actually feel better to do it. Mm-hmm. So to be there for people who are that, you know, I think I have a definite definite demographic that mm-hmm. that I I, you know, I, at first I thought about, you know, if I could get these people in my weight loss group to do CrossFit, mm. right? Um, so that they don't put the weight back on and so yeah. that they're not, there are a lot of runners. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> With the, yeah. I don't understand those people. I, I don't either. So we, I, we make, we, we chat back and forth about that. But uh, even I, when I cycled I'm a lot, we would call the runners future cyclists. <laughs> <laughs> because they're going to blow out their knees. Yeah. Right. And what are they going to end up on? Yeah. A bike. Because <laughs> right. they can't do that, that hard impact. Yeah. So, and then I was like, yeah, but also like women, you know, I'm, um, I'm pushing 50. I'll mm-hmm. be 49 on Wednesday. Oh, happy early ah, birthday. Thank you. Um, you will be that age when this comes out. I, I will be. I will be. I will be 49. So, you know, that, uh, that, you know, older female, um, you know, potential weight loss surgery, people over 300 pounds. I mean, a woman over mm-hmm. 300 pounds. So I know what it's like. I always say, I know yeah. what it's like to do burpees at 307. And I know what it's like to do burpees at 180. And let me tell you, 180 is a whole heck of a lot better. Yeah. But because I've done it at 300, I know like how it felt, felt mm-hmm. to do that. I'm very empathetic to that. I mm-hmm. actually feel people's pain when they're doing yeah. burpees. And I know that when I was doing them, I could do three and I would totally right line. Mm-hmm. Just completely mm-hmm. out of breath, couldn't move again. Yeah. Uh, so to know how to get those people past that point. And you know what to say. I do. When you see it happen. I do. And, and, that, and that's the difference. That, that's one thing that I've been amazed at. How many people will show up because it's me? Yeah. You know, and, and they and they know my story and they know that, well, heck, you know, and, and what's hilarious is when people show up who don't know me. Yeah. You know, not that I'm like some physical specimen of athleticism right now, but they've <laughs> seen my scores on the whiteboard right. and they're like, OK, well, he, he can do a few things. Um, and and they're like, oh, you just don't know. It's so hard. And I'm like, oh, dude, I know. I was I like, Let, let's have a little discussion. Well, <laughs> like, see, on Wattify, we, we use Wattify mm-hmm. at CrossFit Cool Springs, and I picture on Wattify, people are like, you should change your picture. And I'm like, I'm, not, I'm never changing my picture. My picture is from the 2014 games. Um, mm-hmm. And I am the, the size of a house in that yeah. picture. Um, but it, it's up there to remind me and to remind people where I came from. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I went to the 14 games. I was a talent when Will Morad w- was there. So we all That's went, cool, you know, yeah. we all went to Carson and it was the greatest experience. And I have some of the most tragic pe- pictures <laughs> from oh, that no. trip. Yeah, yeah. But people see that. Um, and I, I don't hesitate to tell people that yeah. I, I've had the surgery. It's just another tool. I cannot do this with just yeah. the surgery. I can't, can't do it just with diet, but I do all of those things. I have the surgery. I have the right diet. I have the right exercise mm-hmm. program. I work on my mind constantly. Yeah. It, it's just one tool in the toolbox. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that's the deal. Like, you, and, and this is what I've tried to do not only with, with my own life, but encourage other people to do, to just talk about their life and their story. Because 
Although what I do works for me mm-hmm. and my neuroses, <laughs> you know, yeah. it may not be the track that, that you want to choose. Absolutely. You know? Everyone has um, their own. But, but you know, and, and if you don't know my story, then, you, you know, you might have something that relates to me completely. And, yeah. like, we can walk together. Yeah. But, like, if they know your story and, you know, they think that's the only way to do it, then that, that's yeah. that's not the way either for them. You know, so right. it, it's important, so important, yeah. you know, in these communities that we talk about, especially within the CrossFit context, you know, th- these communities are so important and so ingrained in us and so just a part of our DNA mm-hmm. that we do together, you know, life. Right. And so that um, if you're robbing your friends and you're robbing those who are new to CrossFit and new to your box, the opportunity to be better because you're not telling yeah. your story, yeah. you know, and sharing your experiences. Yeah. I, I feel like I may never, I'll never be able to help those people who come in and want help, you know, with a doing a muscle up. I go go talk to James or Weez, but yeah. that person who comes in and needs help with a squat, I got mm-hmm. you, I got right. your back, yeah. Or who just needs that extra push to get through a workout, I got you. Yeah, nobody's you know? asking me about ring muscle ups. No, exactly. You know, or or even pull ups for that yeah. matter. You no, know? right? But like, oh, to do a pull up. But you I mean if you're if you're a mom and and you've had like three kids and yeah. you walk in you think like this is your last yeah. ditch effort like I'm your guy yeah like yeah. I, I you know let's let's walk through that together yes. um you, you know it's like I, I had a small rant about the future of CrossFit on uh, I guess the last podcast maybe talking about like how how we celebrate people in our CrossFit boxes. And, and how oftentimes, although we might know each other's stories and know each other's, like, we, we have to celebrate that for people who don't know, yeah. you know? And, and so it's great that we have these great fire breathers that work out here. And it's great that we have these young and accomplished, like, Absolutely. athletic people. However, what about the handful of people that have lost 100 pounds in CrossFit? What about the people that have, you know, conquered diabetes because mm-hmm. of, of CrossFit or, and yeah. the choices that they've made to make their life better? And, and like, what about those people? Like, yeah. how are we celebrating that in our CrossFit boxes Absolutely. so that people come in and they go, well, holy crap, like, this is the place. Yeah. Like, I want my life to change. And that's the whole reason I showed up for this thing. Like, and that's where Glassman is now, right? With yeah. getting rid of regionals and being more about health and mm-hmm. the the uh, level one MD program yeah. and all of that. So I think that's the future. I think we're on the cutting edge, Jacob, mm-hmm. you and I. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, you know, maybe my life will turn that way one day when, you know, I'm done doing the full-time job I do now. Like, but I mean... There's there's nothing more I want than to create a place where people can come and be like I, I I'm desperate for my life to change yeah and I just need people to walk with me yeah. and I'm like you showed up at the right place absolutely and so like here's what we offer here yeah. there's everything mind body spirit is right here yep like let's go let's, let's, do let's it. see what happens let's see how far you can okay. go and see how shocked you get along the way yeah. like let, let's go do that um but yeah it you know and it, it's uh. Yeah, and it's part of why I, I love my experience in CrossFit. It's part of why I love the community and the continued relationships that I get to make doing a, a little podcast, yeah. you know, and, and to hear people's stories about everybody's life's different. I mean, I don't know that we've had anything similar along the way with people's stories <laughs> because they're all different, you know, yeah. and, and, and yet you have a group of people that will listen to this and be like, man, that's right where I am. You know, and, yeah. If there's anybody who is thinking about the surgery, 
Hit me up on the Insta. <laughs> yeah. If you're not a sissy like me. <laughs> no. no. I wish. I wish I'd. I wish I'd been able to do it without it. I just wasn't. I think I you're. Wasn't. I, I, I for real like think you're stronger. You know, like of a human than, than yeah, I am. I, like I, I more look at you and go, the guts that it took to do that is astounding to me. You know. Well, because I, I don't think I, don't, I have those. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's been a long road. Yeah. So I, I, it changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who have had surgery who will say the worst thing I, you know, I ever did was I didn't do it sooner. You know, mm. I don't know anyone who truly regrets having the surgery. Yeah. All I hear are the, my only regret is I didn't do it sooner. I don't have that regret. I know that I gave it every possible thing, every last ounce before I did it. Mm -hmm. And I'm fine with that decision. Yeah. I wish I were a little younger to be able to, um, uh, to experience the thinness longer, but I'm very happy where I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe recovery a little faster. I don't know. Yeah. You know, but, I, my big thing with the recovery was the 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 blood clot. I had to do um, shots in my stomach twice a day. Like yourself, you yeah. had to give them to you mm-hmm. twice oh. a day for six weeks. <laughs> yeah, you're a strong person. No, it was awful. Yeah. No, but you do what you have to do, right? I didn't yeah, have a I choice. Mean, I had a blood clot. Hashtag let's not stroke out. You right? Know, like, yeah, that's exactly. Great. Yeah. I don't want a pulmonary embolism. I mean, I, I'm going to get the some alternative. Shots. The alternative is is yeah worse than shots. Yeah, you know, but yeah. <laughs> Still, but I, I don't want to be a diabetic and I, you know, I never had any, anything, but I was on that road, yeah. right. To yeah. being a, a type two, type two diabetic or, um, blood pressure issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now I just had all my blood work done in my yeah. physical last week. There is not a single value that is beyond a normal range. I am mm-hmm. just like spot on with everything. My every time I have my blood pressure taken these days, people are like, "You're like an athlete," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm an athlete." Because yeah. you know, like, but my blood pressure will be like one ten over fifty five. Yeah. Like, you, what are you doing? I'm like, that's the CrossFit speaking right there. Uh-huh. So yeah, there. Every time I give blood. Every every time it comes up, however many days yeah. it is, they start calling. I have <laughs> I have. Uh, O negative. Yeah. Um, and I have a special, I don't know, they call it a virus or something. So it goes to, to premature babies. Oh. Like whatever oh. I have in my blood goes that. Yeah. How do they tell you that and not have you give yes. every time, yeah. you know? And so they have a special things. They put all on my things and they take, take the blood. And every time they uh, take my blood pressure, they're like, oh, <laughs> did, you, did you work out this yeah. morning? And I'm like, oh, yeah, like every day. Like yeah. That's, yeah. that's my life. They're like, oh. It's really, really good. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> I don't my little what sheet. What do you want me to do with that? <laughs> my little sheet this time when they did my uh, BMI, my body fat percentage, you get a little printout from mm-hmm. the computer. And at the top it says body type. And mine said body type athletic. I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> I was so excited. I'm like, look, awesome. athletic. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just was at the doctor a few weeks ago and had all my blood work done. And, and the doc, brand new doctor. I'm, I hadn't been a doctor in. Like 15 years, like yeah. a long time. Been to a walk-in clinic maybe a handful of times because of sinus turned yes. into something. And I had, I think I ended up with the flu last year. And and so like all these little things, like the, it was the wussy flu. It wasn't <laughs> even like the full-blown flu, you know. Um, the man flu. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, oh, man, I can't stand being sick. Anyways, 
Um, but my world doesn't come to an end. Well, maybe it does. And <laughs> anyway, so so I finally got it back, and uh, this was the best doctor experience I've ever had. Usually, they come in, they don't look at my chart, they don't look at anything, they just look at me and start in on me, you know, and yeah. start going, "Man, you got to start losing weight. You got to do this. You got to do that." And this doctor came in, he looked at it, and he he looked at me. He was like, "Yeah, so what's going on with you?" And like, he and, and so I just told him a few things, and he was like, "Huh, that's really cool." So like, you've probably lost a lot of weight. Yeah, Heck yeah, you know, 120-ish pounds or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, whoa, that's a lot. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and, and so we just had this conversation. And he's like an older doctor. Like I was kind of expecting yeah. a ride act in a little bit, you know. And, and plus I'm super sensitive to doctors anyways. I'm kind of like, yeah, what are you going to say to me this time before you even know me? And Yeah, you know, exactly. Um, and so like as he leaves, he was like, oh, someone's going to come. Just get, you know, I guess we'll give you the flu shot while you're here. And I was like, sure, you know, whatever. And he's like. Well, keep doing what you're doing. We'll see you later. <laughs> and I was like, that was the coolest experience yeah. ever. Um, but one of the blood things that uh, I had the regular test of like where they test all your whatevers. Mm-hmm. And then they they do a test where they test your blood to determine, um, I don't know, big long words. <laughs> but what food, what type of food you should be eating. Like yeah. what your macro level should right. be according to your blood. Right. Which was the coolest thing. There's a whole reason I went to this doctor in the first place. Um, and I was like, that's really cool. I want to have that done. I want to check out and see just like if what I'm doing corresponds with what scientifically my body is saying it would work best with. Right. Um, and, you know, could, because I, I think in terms of like, um, at least over the last couple of years, I've thought of like, I want it to be like long term. I want to learn just how to eat. I don't, I don't want like to do, cause I've done so many of those diets, so yes. many of those other things and, yes. and they've been great for a time and then not great for a time cause they're not sustainable. Right. So my whole thing was like, I'm going to figure out what's sustainable. And I worked with, you know, the, the illustrious Jamie free. And, I worked with Jamie for a while. Yeah. I love Jamie. Yeah. And, and like, you know, I told you I'd done everything. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, he's, he's been with me and, and so. So like now I'm trying to like do it myself and just kind of like take what he's learned, you know, yeah. what taught me over, um, our, I don't know, almost two years together, you know, and then, um, and kind of incorporate, you know, what, what, what I was given, this is the thing, um, and, and, and learn, you know, try to, try to do it long term, um, and just kind of f- figure things out. But, um, it's amazing. Like all the, all the things, getting blood work back, mm-hmm. not not corresponding with with the food, but um, just to see where I was because I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea. All I knew was like 15 years ago when things were all shot to hell. Like right. <laughs> things, it was like you're going to die tomorrow. Yeah, kind of, kind of like things like red line everything, and like there was nothing out of place. Yeah. Like everything was normal, everything yeah. was fine. Like I was a normal human being, which is a rare time in my life I've ever been called normal. Um, and then I saw one little it's thing. Fun, isn't it? Yeah, but I saw one thing, and it said high cholesterol, and I was like, <gasps> wait a minute. And so I was reading, and then I went down to the notes of the person who tested, and they said it's just high in the good cholesterol. Everything's uh, great, and I was like, huh. yeah, I've got too much greatness in me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. I'm- <laughs> so, but I like I like messaged the doctor. I was like, "Is that cool? Like, is everything fine?" And and, and you know, everything's yeah. fine. He's like, "Yeah, you check out perfect. Like, I don't, you have nothing to worry about." And I was like, huh. 
They, well, look they do, at that. <laughs> they do a lot of um, micronutrient testing for us because mm-hmm. of the surgery and you know oh, the, yeah. the way that uh, that you eat to make sure you're not becoming deficient in anything. Yeah, right. So I'm very lucky, and I had an extra. You know, with the DBT, actually, my uh, hematologist doesn't want me doing a calcium supplement okay? because apparently that does something with your blood clotting factor or something. So normally people who have had weight loss surgery do a calcium supplement. So I'm not allowed to take that. So we have to be very careful about making sure I have enough calcium, but mm-hmm. all my numbers, yeah, we're perfect. I had a great primary care physician as well. I just loved him. Um, I have one now. <laughs> I need a new I've one because mine just like. went into a, he, he left his practice, left the practice, but no, no. he, um, when you, at least at Vanderbilt, you have to have a written letter from your primary care physician to get in the program and Mm -hmm. and do the surgery. So um, he was super supportive. You know, I just have had such a, you know, I talk about eradicating the stigma and I I truly believe it's my stigma, right? Because Mm. I judged it for so long, but I haven't had any situation when I was, at work, uh, either my previous job or my current job, um, at the gym, you know, mm-hmm. CrossFit Cool Springs, everybody there has been so supportive and yeah. just just oozing with it. And I'm like, I don't get any negative vibe that anybody's mm-hmm. just doing that. They truly are very supportive of me. That my doctor was super supportive. There are people whose doctors are like, no, you're not going to do that. But mine was just, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're willing to do this. I wanted to bring it up. I thought it would be a good option, but Mm -hmm. I was afraid to. And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) I found it on my own. Give me a letter. You know, so (laughs) everyone has just been so incredibly supportive. My friends, my family, Mm -hmm. and I'm just, I'm just an open book. I I will tell anybody anything. And if you want to judge me, you can judge me, but um, it, doesn't bother me. I'm not going to hide the fact that yeah. I've had weight loss surgery. I mean, and I do know people who do that. They, they're like, you know, say, you know, how'd you lose that 200 pounds? Well, I've been running and going, you know, and eating right. Well, I'm doing that. Plus, mm-hmm. I had a surgical procedure. So, yeah. I think people want to hear something radical when they ask that, honestly. Yeah. Like, it, because ultimately, it's not a curiosity of how to do it but what's the magic bullet mm-hmm. so I can do it? Yes. You know, yes. And, and so to do something where you have to fully commit, mm-hmm. and, and, and that goes whether or not you have surgery or not. Absolutely. Like either road to, to, to any kind of weight loss, sustainability, and continuing to take it off and continue to work at it is, is a hard, long yes, road. Yes, it is. Um, there's, no, there's not a shortcut in it unless you don't work it. Right. You know, and you also don't get the results mm-hmm. you wanted, and you end up hurting yourself a lot more, yeah. you know, because of it. Um, but, but yeah, anytime somebody, you know, asks that, and, and they, they always question, he's, he's ate well and worked out, like <laughs> kind of what yeah. people tell you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, over like years, years. like, and, and it, and there was a lot of times that I did terrible, you know, and, and, but just what I did worked for me, and right. like, and it still is is a challenge. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, I still need to have people that I can be honest with, yep. you know, in my life. And, you know, for, for me, the thing that I harp on over and over again is that, like, I can't do it by myself, you know. No. And, 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 it, and it's got to be people outside of my family. It's got to be people that, um, that don't feel like it's a burden when I say something. Right. You know, it, it, it's got to be people that are willing to walk with me. You know, that's why... Like the first round that 
I was super successful at that wasn't like an Atkins or wasn't like yeah. a, you know, like, uh, God, what was the other one around I mean, that time? Atkins did great for me. I never did Atkins. For a while. That's one I didn't do. It was fantastic. I'd be like, when I was hungry at night, I would just sit there and eat pepperonis and cheese. It was fantastic. Nothing wrong with that. Had heartburn like crap, yeah. but it was great, yeah. you know, like, and I lost weight. Um, was it South Beach? South Beach was yes. the next one after that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's just for for the first time, like I, I was realized, oh, so if I have somebody that's helping me navigate food, which I clearly do not get, you know, e- even on my best days, I still clearly do not understand food <laughs> because of my lifestyle choices. I understand them a lot more now d- yeah. than I did before. Um, but the things I was reading, like these fad diets, right. were what was hot at the time, right. you know, and that really messed up what I thought I knew about food, yeah. you know, along the way. Um, but so to get somebody that actually knows something, my first um, person was a dietitian from Vanderbilt, and she went to my church, and she was loving enough to go, yeah, I would totally do that for you. Here, just write stuff down in a journal. Give it to me once a week. I'll just give you a few tweaks every week. So every week she'd come back. Here's a few things awesome. after I read. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, And, you know, I had psychological help. I had friend yeah. help. I had people that were willing to do things with me. Like cycling was a big yeah. part of it. And so, like, I had a whole I rode for a long group time. of people that yeah. ended up cycling. Um, now we don't hardly do it at all. Like, my best friend and I still have our bikes. But the other ones kind of, like, sold them. <laughs> my <laughs> like bike is hanging different. in the garage. Oh, you saw my, all mine when house. you walked in. <laughs> I haven't ridden. I, I, I used to be a fairly avid cyclist when I lived yeah. in Knoxville because I knew where to ride. Mm-hmm. And I knew the groups. And I knew the the less traveled roads. And here I feel like I would get run over. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just, like, not comfortable. And then CrossFit comes along. And quite mm-hmm. honestly, I don't have time to cycle because I CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's like golf. Like, yeah. you know, like I don't have four hours right. to go out and ride right. right now in my life. And I want to. I loved it. Yeah. I still love it. I'm, you know, I still have all my bikes, yeah. you know. Um, but but that's the that's the thing. Well, I, I have loved this. And I, I'm I'm remembering back when we started and you're like, I don't know that I'll have, you know, much <laughs> to say at all about any of this. Um, but it's incredible. And I love your perspective. I love that we're... Um, that that you reached out that that we were able to connect because um I really don't think this is talked about. I don't I don't think I, I don't know people that talk about it. I'm, I I've had people along my life who um have had experiences but didn't talk about it um and they became really sensitive to it. Yeah. And and wouldn't really communicate with it. Um I've had people blast me on Facebook about stuff. Um to which I was never bashing anything. No. At least not not intentionally. Um, but just being honest of just being like the, And the blog that you wrote that you wrote that I read about the weight loss surgery was very unoffensive. It wasn't that that at all. I was yeah. like, oh my God, because I went into it with it like, wasn't the, it wasn't he's going to gonna bad mouth the surgery and I'm going to be on him. <laughs> but I was like, no, he was very even keeled and it was fair. And um, it's just people make different choices yeah. based on different life their lives their yeah, their yeah. background and what they've done you know absolutely so. and you know whatever works in in a healthy way yes. is good yeah you know yeah um and and the the point i think is ju- just because i we we both have had success in similar but different ways correct you know um now 
you would have a lot more similarities with me because you still have to do the healthy thing. You still I have do. to make healthy diet choices and, and do all that kind of stuff. Um, but I've, I've, you know, I try to stay away from surgery because it freaks the crap out of me. Um, just, yeah. <laughs> just, just when it comes down to it, that scares me to death. Um, I think in my blog, I wrote about going to the bariatric, uh, weight loss, uh, seminar. Yes. And, and, and my wife was with me and, and I just like I just remember shaking. Like I don't know if I was yeah. physically doing it, but my insides were just it's, torn to pieces, and I was just it's like, "It's not an easy thing it to go through." Scared the hell out of it's me. Scary. Yeah. Um, and so you know, it, it's it's beautiful to have an honest conversation about something that should be talked about that isn't. Um, and and those who are fearful to talk about it. We, we need your voice for one thing, but you need to use your voice because if you don't, you will think you can do it on your own. Yeah. And, and, and I think if, if there's any takeaway, if anybody listens to this who's had um, the surgery and you're just hiding, like come into the light. You know, there, there's people that want to learn from you. It adds accountability to your yeah. life to make good choices because you have to, you know, like regardless if you have surgery or not have surgery, if you're wanting to do weight loss, it's an everyday decision at every yeah. meal, at every hour, at every emotion that you have to choose what you're going to do in response to that. And you can't do it by yourself. Correct. So thank you so much you. for being on here. And, Thanks uh, for having me. and I loved it. So we'll, uh, if you if they want to connect with you, how do how do they do that? Do they do that on the social medias? What's your uh oh my gosh uh, on your I think IG? I'm Christy P three one two eight on Instagram, Christy Phipps on Facebook. I'm more active on Facebook than on Instagram. Yeah, that's the age thing. Yeah, come see me at CrossFit Cool Springs. There you go. Yeah, yeah. you can find her there, right? All the yeah. time. All right, thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Hey, if you don't mind on your way out, if you could go by Instagram and follow our page, Barbell Voodoo Podcast. It's brand new. It's part of the Barbell Voodoo family, and we would love for you to go follow us. You can also check me out at fitby40.blog. And otherwise, we'll see you next time.